As an African-American, I became the first woman in the United States of America to found and be president of a bank. My name is Maggie Lena Walker. I'm the first African-American attorney and politician to become the 44th president of the United States and served two terms from 2009 to 2017. My name is Now, what other church you are going to that exalts Jesus, who has all of these platforms of faithfulness to our Savior? Give yourself a hand clap. Come on. The Lord is good. Isn't he good? Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Our youth choir will sing. Pastor will preach. Amen. Amen.
First to the Lord, then our youth pastor and assistant, will you stand, Cleveland Dan and Tony Tyler and uh, Tanya and Valencia and all the rest, Steve Jones, all the rest. I, I, let, me, let me say this to you. Uh, I'm about order, excellence, and passion. And when I come to worship, that's what I'm looking for. Can I get a witness? I don't accept mediocrity. I want to thank God and give credit. Brian Pugh, you did a great job with the choir. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Praise God. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, that type of ministry. And the youth did a great job. Amen. All the way around. Amen. Uh, I, I didn't have black history in school. I went to school at a time when... It was not taught, so I'm learning as I go along. Amen? And I'm thankful to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for such a rich heritage of people who struggled. Uh, no struggle, no strength. Can I get a witness? Uh, and we thank God from whom all blessings flow. Now, this morning, this morning, how the wounded hope to win controls. I'm pausing purposely. How the wounded hope to win controls our psychological cushions and conditions of one's fears, fractures, and sense of failure. People tend to control as a predetermined behavior in order to benefit themselves. And when we view this controlling of sorts, it is typically in situations where we are being defensive and we hope personally to be promoted. It is an attention getter. We pinpoint power we hope to have. These controls begin as an attitude. They become an aptitude and they falsely give us a sense of assurance. Spiritually, we tend to manipulate out of our innate fears, and fights. The difficulty with identifying controls and controlling people is that we tend to define one type. Some control a man demonstrably. They come out in just face-to-face, -face, loud voice, angry, some control defiantly. Some control with being loud, some control with being silent. The old silent treatment. And with silence comes separation. 
And then some control uh, out of a sense, Lord have mercy, of uh, taking the situation into their hands. And typically, it's non-forgiving people that are governed by controls. These controlling people are controlling out of fear. We control our kids, or we try to, till they get old enough to tell you you ain't controlling them no more. We control our amen in our relationships we know how to push the right buttons to get our way yeah uh, once we disagree it's hard for us to be hugged up in Christian fellowship mm-hmm and 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 all these controls have a very manipulative historical context it interferes with our love interferes with our liberty and Jesus said we are free if we remain in him now when I did a study on these controls every control goes back to a history of fear what happened to my mother will never happen to me what happened to my dad will never happen to me what happened to me experientially will never happen again we tend to keep going back to some historical context in which control now is a safeguard of conflict from the past. Mm. And, 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 and as we look at these controls, we control over circumstances. We, we control from a cover-up of rejection and fractured, fearful. We control all of our outcomes, amen, and we tend to control, amen, by contention, defiance, amen. And, and, and so there's a plethora of ways that we tend to control. This morning, I'm going to identify three narratives, hopefully, with the help of the Holy Spirit to help us see that all of us tend to control. Mm. Tend to control. Peter controlled with self-initiation. The rich young ruler controlled with self-medication. And Paul controlled with self-invigoration. All of it has a root in self. I try to control my outcomes, meaning I control staff to get there. But I am a controller. I had to come to the point where I'm like Popeye. I've taken all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. So I get my spinach, which is my stick. We all control. You, yeah, I know some of you saying, I don't control. Yes, you do. You're controlling because you're lying. You're trying to control people's thinking to be favorable. We control. My great friend, Reverend Green, I told him, I said, your control is self-medicating. You're on this medication. 
I ain't talking about pills in the morning. We was in the pulpit this morning. He said, you know, one of them people hanging on the wall was my cousin. I said, there you go. And Green said he's an Indian. He got West Indian blood in him. He got Jewish blood in him. Now he got the person that invented blood plasma. That's self-medication, doc. <laughs> and he ain't the only one. I'm self-medicating too. I played organized baseball. I hit a home run. The fence said 220. And they said, boy, he hit that ball. Oh, when I tell the story 10 years later, it was 400 feet. It wasn't 220, it was 400. Like the temptation said, like a snowball rolling down the side of a hill. It's growing. Our stories keep growing. That's self-medicating. Turn with me to Acts chapter 10 as we look at self-initiation. We've been here before. I want to do this expeditiously. Please find yourself in these narratives because you're in here. Don't turn me off talking about I'm, that's not me. Yes, it is. You're controlling right now. You're trying to, you know, and see controllers don't like other controllers trying to control them. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't get that one. Uh, if I'm trying to control you and you resent it, it's because you are controlling. And you think your stuff don't stink, and it does. In Acts chapter 10, first eight verses, Jesus, or an angel of the Lord, I should say, comes upon, are y'all with me in Acts 10? All right, stay with me. Turn your Bibles. Never believe a preacher. Acts chapter 10, the Bible says that uh, an angel of the Lord, there was a certain man, excuse me, verse 1, in Caesarea called Cornelius. Are y'all with me? A centurion, charge of a hundred, band called the Italian band. He's a Gentile. Now listen to this resume. He's a devout man, verse 2, and one that feared God with all his house and was a top giver in the church. Are y'all with me? Gave alms, prayed to God always. He didn't come to church every first and third Sunday, uh, once a month. Always. And he saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God, now keep that in mind, ninth hour of the day is three o'clock. He, he saw an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Whenever you see a reference to Peter called Simon, it deals with his weakfulness, his worldliness, his lack of wisdom. Simon. Simon. Simon, Simon, Satan have desired to sift you. Luke 22 is weak, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Are y'all with me? And so, and so Cornelius sends these men. They, go, they, they get up, and, and I want you to pick up at verse 9 real quick. Come on now, stay with me. Uh, and uh, the Bible says on the tomorrow, next day, as they went up on this journey, 
there uh, to the city of Joppa, Peter, amen, went upon the housetop to do what? To pray. About the sixth hour, next day, 12 o'clock noon. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now, here's my first point. Everybody that comes to you is not coming to you for you to help them. Sometimes God's sending people to you to help you. You could be a Bible teacher and somebody in your class getting ready to help you. Oh, Lord. You could be a pastor, somebody in the congregation getting ready to help you. It's tight, but it's right. Nobody is exempt from help. So the Bible says in Peter's trance was he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descended unto him in the form of a sheet and a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth wild beasts, creeping things, fowls of the air. Now, now let me stop, pause apart, because in Leviticus 11, that's what we call the Levitical dietary chapter. Now, we, we have destroyed that. Under grace, God said in Timothy, anything you bless in Jesus' name, you can eat. That's in Timothy. Some of us keep going back to the law. Well, I don't eat swine. Well, that's fine. You don't have to eat swine. But in that dietary Levitical list is shrimp. Do you eat shrimp? Well, yeah, I eat shrimp. Well, shut up. Because you done broke the law. You, you know, come on now. Y'all y'all, can help me out. Do, do you eat lobster? Yeah, well, shut up. Because you done broke the law. I'm preaching to somebody up in here. He ain't talking about just chitlins. He's talking about all that seafood you eat. And too much seafood will give you gout. Well, I don't believe that. Well, you ain't got to believe it. You better be in a hospital. Too much shellfish is not good for you. Too much swine is not good for you. I'm preaching up in this place. The Hebrews ate, yeah, steak, beef, fish with fins. Yeah. Um, mm. Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Peter's problem is that Peter never let go of the Levitical law. He's a Jew to the core. His dietary patterns never changed. I don't ever, self-initiation, I don't ever eat anything common or unclean. Jesus said, don't call what I cleanse common. Jesus referring to Gentiles. You can't do ministry for me, Simon, unless you lose that prejudice about being Jewish. Drop the law. Drop Leviticus 11. Drop Deuteronomy. Drop all that stuff from the Old Testament and understand you're under grace. Lord, have mercy. Now, 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 the New Testament also says, somebody invites you to the house, don't complain about the food. Just sit down and eat it. Eat what they put before you. That's why I ain't come around your house. Look at this. <laughs> fact, fact of the matter is, look, look at Peter's response in verse 14. But Peter said, not so, Lord! 
Uh-oh. Self-initiation brings on a defiance even against the word of God. I will not do that. I will not. I will not submit to my husband. I will not love my wife as Christ loved the church. I will not be respectful. I will not. I'm going to preach. It's a self-initiative of Peter, and he had the nerve to tell the Lord, no. I ain't breaking my diet even for you. Y'all ain't getting this. Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to pastor. There's some things in the Bible that you and I are still opposed to. And we think we're spiritual. It, you, you, you have done, if you do 99 things right and one thing wrong, you've blown the whole thing. Amen. So you got to identify what area am I trying to control? Lord, have mercy. I used to see my mother and father go back and forth when I was a little boy. And, and my mother be fussing. My dad have his Philadelphia bulletin like this. <laughs> He'd be turning pages. I don't have that spirit. When the fight starts, let's finish it. Oh, this thing is tight. I just can't keep silent when you coming at me. I'll, I'll sit up there and say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, give me strength. Lord, help me to turn away. Help me to turn my head. Help me to close my ears. And the devil say, you'll never do it. <laughs> you know why? Because you got hell in you. I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. Mm. Why do you have to win the fight? And we can do it demonstrably. We can do it silently, defiantly. All these are controls. <sighs> What's wrong, baby? Nothing. But I ain't watching TV with you. They may not say that, but they go in another room. It's getting tight, isn't it? I love Christmas. Merry Christmas. They give you their presents. They done bought you four or five presents. Cost money. You say, Merry Christmas, darling. And they open it up saying, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus must have gotten in trouble. Peter here is reflecting a major problem. And God is illustrating it through diet. Your diet is diming on you. Paul had to rebuke him in Galatians 2, didn't he? Yeah. Paul says, you're the, you're the cause of this division among Jews and Gentiles. When you're with the Jews, you're eating kosher hamburgers, hot dogs. When you get with the uh, Gentiles, you're eating chillings. You got both groups confused. Fact, fact, fact of the matter is, one of my prophets said, you got pork on your breath. But you're trying to preach the law. That, that is, understand what's going on here, and it's not until Jesus has conversed with Peter that Peter becomes convicted. Peter was a great man. He was the leader of the disciples. His name is first in every list of the disciples. Peter was at Pentecost in the upper room with 120 Chapters 3 and 4, he preached under the power of the Holy Spirit and thousands got saved. Chapter 5, he's the one that told Ananias to fire, you're getting ready to die for lying to the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? Peter, Peter was the apostle. Peter was a bad boy. It was Peter who Jesus rebuked on the ship. It was Peter that tried to walk on the water, took his eyes off Jesus, started sinking. It was Peter 
that heard Jesus go to a prostitute's house to, to fellowship and they stayed on the outside and looked in. They wouldn't dare go in. Some of our controls, like Peter, are self-initiating where we are defending something that's not even biblical. Ah. Lord have mercy. I would like to think that I would never outwardly say no to Jesus. And I have in my actions. Jesus may have asked us, and see most folk, they don't pray before they move. They move, then they so-called pray. Uh, and I can tell you something right now. You know what gets us in trouble? Everything you and I do, God had nothing to do with it. Self-initiating, we initiated something on our own, out of our sense of fear, out of our anger, and then we want to pull the Lord into it. Don't we pull the Lord into it? Don't we sword fight with the word? Y'all getting quiet again. Yes, we do. We sword fight with that word, Doc. The Lord said you ought to love me like Christ loved the church. What kind of love is that? And don't take my name to your home in your bedroom. I had a couple in this church years ago started a verbal fight. And one of the mates said, well, pastor said. And the other mate was mad and said, let me tell you what you and pastor can do. So don't take my name in your home. If you're going to quote something, quote the word. Can I get a witness? Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I ain't your God. Yeah, you know, in the name of Jesus. Getting tight. The, se the second narrative is in Matthew 19. Real quick. Pay, please pay close attention because I want you to find yourself. Matthew 19, Matthew 19, I had the wrong scripture this morning, Matthew 19, and contextually from 19 through 22, Jesus dealing with greatness. He that would be great will be servant to all. Some of us have a need to be great. Some of us have a need to be noticed. Some of us have a need, because we got low self-esteem, that's what Leroy is dealing with, the conflict of low self-esteem and communication on a fourth Wednesday. Some of us got some, we, we're so low on gas in how we see ourselves that we try to manufacture something. We want people to brag us up. And that's why some of us do what we do. The good we do is disguised by other motives. Lord have mercy. Had a lady come to me years ago when we started the fellowship. And the reason I started fellowship because in Acts 5, there's five things that characterize the church. Breaking the bread, the word of God, doctrine, fellowship. That's why we go around the church and we fellowship with one another. And she said, you know what, Pastor? The only time I get a hug and a kiss is when I come to church. I said, wow. Wow. And some of y'all don't even get out of your seat, so you don't get that. Oh, there's too many people in here. I ain't shaking everybody's hand. Excuse me. There's oil on the walls to wipe your hands with. And I'm sure you shook people's hands that you shouldn't have shook. That's a whole nother sermon. <laughs> Hi, my name is, ain't nobody asked you. This rich young ruler, Jesus talking about uh, greatness. Now, let, let's listen to this. James and John's mother, sons of Zebedee, had a nerve to come to Jesus and say, Lord, when you come in your kingdom, 
Can my son sit on your right hand and on your left? Jesus said, that's not for me to give. That's my father. He determines, uh-oh, he determines all positions. Oh, God. And the other disciples got angry with him, and the division started. Jesus asked, who is the greatest? And he brought a little child before him and said, unless you humble yourself as this child, you can't be great. So here comes this rich, young ruler. He's rich, and he's young. Are y'all with me? Chapter 19, amen. And the Bible says, Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. That when this rich young man came to him in chapter 19, Jesus, verse, nine, verse, verse 16, are y'all with me? And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master. Now pay attention to what the man is saying because this is self-medicating. The man's on medicine about how great he is. Some of us are on medicine about how great we think we are. Mm. He says, good master. He didn't say Lord. He said, good master. He said, now watch this now. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He approaches Jesus, not respecting him as Lord, and alludes to a work system. What good thing? must I do to inherit eternal life? You only get eternal life when you accept Jesus Christ. Romans 4, remember that? As he adopts us and as he brings us in based on our faith in his finished work. Are y'all with me? And, and so, look, look at the self-medication of this young man, that I may have eternal life, and he said unto him, this is Jesus talking, why are you calling me good? If I'm not Lord, I can't be good. If I'm not God, I can't be good. Why are you calling me good? His whole premise of the person of Christ is off base. Lord, have mercy. Are y'all with me? And, and, and look what Jesus does. Jesus says to the young man, and in another account, Jesus smiled at the young man. He loved the young man. And after Jesus gave him instructions, this is the only one in the Bible outside of his 12 disciples he told to follow him. But the man couldn't follow him. And he couldn't follow him because he's looking for the wrong thing. This church is predicated on truth, Bible centricity, exaltation of Jesus Christ. I'm not coming here grabbing the mic, singing to you, and I can sing. That ain't self-medicating. I can sing, Doc. I can sing better than most of these choir members. I can sing. But I, I decide not to because I ain't here for that reason. You understand? Oh, I can sing. That ain't no deception, Doc. You know what I mean? I can sing better than Brian Pooh. I can sing better than the male chorus. I can't sing better than Kim. She got me, but, I, but I'm starting to get close to her. That's self-medicating, isn't it? <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Um, I ain't come here to dance around the church. People are very deceptive. I, I remember I was in high school, I was in 12th grade. Right, this is a true story. Way back in the 60s. Listen to this. And um, these two girls were arguing in the cafeteria, South Philadelphia High. And 
One girl said out loud, you keep messing with me, I'm going to pull that wig off or whip your backside. And the girl, she had a wig on, and the girl said, really? Other girl said, yeah. And she took the wig off and did it like that. Hair fell way down here. <laughs> the other one had enough bobby pins. I thought I was in a wig shop. <laughs> so everything you see is not real. Can I get a witness? No offense to people wearing wigs, but don't, don't take a shot at somebody's hair when you ain't got none. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just let that one set in. In the name. Now, the Lord didn't tell me to preach that, so let me get back to the Bible. So, the fact of the matter is, where else are you going to go and get this kind of word? Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, so the rich young ruler, well, wait a minute. So Jesus said, why are you calling me good? And he went on to say, there's none good but God. If you don't recognize me as God, we got a problem. Are y'all with me? And if you don't recognize Jesus as God, you got a problem. Do I have a witness? But look, look what he says. But if thou, yeah, will enter into life, keep the commandments. Now, now, now watch this. He saith unto him, which Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder. He says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother eh, that there a, a man shall have, shall love thy neighbor as thyself. And look what the young man said unto Jesus. All these things I've kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Now, the conversation is not about grace. Love we don't deserve. It's not recognizing Jesus as Lord. It's what must I do to inherit eternal life. And the Bible says, Jesus finally comes out and says, rich young ruler, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. Then follow me in another text. And the Bible says the young man went away sorrowful. Why? Because he was self-medicating. Listen, listen to me. He was self-medicating. Jesus' will was messing with the worth of his riches. What is between you and God this morning that you can't give up for Christ? And, 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 and so, and so this, this is just self-medication, self-medication. When we exaggerate, when we tell lies, when we, when, we, when we make stuff up, when we do this, when we do that, Verse 22, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away, what? For he had great possessions. Jesus said to the disciples, he turned around right to his disciples and said, it's more difficult for a camel to go through a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. Hmm, my God. You better pay attention to the times of the day. Antinomianism, no law. We are seeing for ourselves no integrity, no character. From Washington, D.C. all the way down. People don't have a morality or ethics. They do whatever they want to do and then try to justify it. Do I have a witness? 
Look at this disease in China. You better pay attention. Characteristics of the last days are diseases and earthquakes and floods and tornadoes and a falling away from the church. Satan snatching people out of church as he confuses them. Do I have a witness? Pay attention to the things that are right around you. No love. No respect for authority. People will shoot and kill you in a moment over a nickel. Can I get a witness? Understand the world we live in. It's a world of darkness. People are controlled by the devil. Hellbound people have a form of godliness, no power. Can I get a witness? Don't want to come to church. Don't want to serve in church. Don't want to give to the church. They want to come to church and pipe their horn and say, entertain me. And if you can't entertain me, I'm out of here. And my response is, let the doorknob. I can't say that. Yes, I can hit you. Come on now. We, we ain't doing that. We're here for him. And the minute I start preaching Raymond Maurice Gordon, you need to leave. The minute I start putting myself above the Lord, you need to leave. The minute I start preaching out of the Bible, you need to leave. Self-medication. Now, some of us are self-medicating. We got an excuse for everything. We want to control our own environments. We don't want people telling us what to do. There's an absence of authority. Obey them that have the rule over you. God said this, for they watch for your souls. Are y'all you, are getting me? We're in this environment where I live the way I want to live. Ain't nobody tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. Ain't nobody I come to church when I want to come to church. Ah, okay. We will visit you up the line when the Lord has his way. We're going to be dealing with some of that Wednesday, tracing our troubles and then finding our triumph. Hmm. That's, that's what happened to the prodigal son. He wasted. He went, the word prodigal means waste. He went away and wasted everything. And God waited until everything was gone and he had no other solution. And then the young man came to his senses. God got to beat some of us up to come to our senses. Yeah. Self-medication, last one, Acts chapter 20, self-invigoration. Y'all know the story. Paul, the apostle, Paul who wrote 13 epistles, Paul who planted many churches, Paul, 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 Paul! Mm. The apostle Paul, let me summarize for the sake of time. You read it when you get home. Here's Paul. He preaches and a young man falls asleep, falls out the window, kills himself. He goes down to the man and he revives him with a miracle. Paul is talking to the Ephesian elders. And it was Paul that said in Romans 9, I wish I could exchange my soul. I go to hell and the Jews go to heaven. That's how much he loved his people. Paul came into Troas. Paul was strong in his faith. But it was hard differentiating his faith from his fractures. 
like it is with us. Sometimes we're faithful for the wrong reasons. Oh, Lord. Faithfulness is a word that says, in spite of what's before me, I'm going to do it anyhow. If I sing on a choir because five of y'all leave and go to another church, I ain't leaving. I'm singing for Jesus. You, you, you singing for the wrong reasons. You, you singing for this pep club of somebody that got up there and impressed you. You, you ain't no ministry for Jesus. Oh, y'all getting quiet on me. This thing is tight. I want you to preach in season, out of season. Be faithful when it feels good. Be faithful when it feels bad. Hang in there. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always. You know, you know who embarrasses us? These young people. I ain't talking about young adults or millennials. These young people. You know how early they got up to dance at the first service? They had to get up 536. They're faithful. The youth leaders are faithful. Every Friday, they got your spoiled kids. They pouring Christ into. Oh, this thing is tight. My Sunday school teachers, look, 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 I, look. Many, many moons ago, Miss Cook and Miss Gordon. Two of my Sunday school teachers. They in glory now. You know what they put in me? Those Sunday school lessons. Now, Raymond, stop talking and listen up. Or I'll tell your mother. So I... <laughs> Think about all the people that had something to do with your maturation. Think about the college profs. That were hard on you because they saw something in you. Think about the teachers that spent time with you. Think about the adults that helped you and they had their own kids. I'm preaching somebody up in here. Paul, this self-invigoration was, Philip had evangelist daughters. They prophesied. That was they, gave, they came to Paul and said, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Philip said, that, 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 that belt around your girdle is like what they're going to use to lock you up. Paul says, bonds and afflictions await me. But none of these things moved me. But when you read the account, it says two frightening things. That Paul was bound in his spirit. The other thing is, all the people that loved him tried to warn him, and when he would not be persuaded, they held their peace. Oh, God. God's got some witnesses coming your way to lay something at your doorstep. You ignore it if you want to. The minute Paul went to Jerusalem, they locked him up. It is believed by theologians the reason he didn't go to Europe is because he was locked up. Can I get a witness? This thing is tight. And, and, and he went to prison like three times. On the, on the second imprisonment, amen, or third imprisonment, he lost his life. And the fact of the matter is, self-invigorating people, they put up controls, they put up excuses, they put up reasons why they do what they do. Had a deacon years ago, good brother. We took up the offering. That's money. Pastor stand up here watching. I watched Deacon Armstead. I watched the elders. I watched everybody. I just watch. You handling money. And one deacon took the basket and went out the door. I said, Wow! Where are you going with that? He said, Ah, he started shaking. Let's get your butt back in here with that money. Now, he didn't mean no harm, neither did I. <laughs> I know. You're a controller. Yes, I am. I'm watching everything. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? 
When you when you enter my course, enter with praise and thanksgiving, you ought to come here at attention. You ought to come in here rested. You ought to come in here ready to serve. You ought to come in here ready to shout. You ought to come in here ready to praise his name. You ought to come in here helping us with somebody else. It ain't all about you. You're self-medicated. You're self-initiated. You're self-invigorated. You actually get excited about you. Ain't nothing to you. In the name of Jesus. I'm lowly. I'm a worm. I am what I am by the grace of God. The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. The Lord is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast to the Mississippi, though the waters roll up, there is a stream. I keep, I keep coming in contact with the stream. The stream is my fellowship with God. Can I get a witness? In the Lord good? He's mighty good. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Can I get a witness? Be not dismayed. Whatever betides, God will take care of you. And be not weary and well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I'm looking for people with clean hands and a pure heart. Do I have a witness? I want to serve, Lord. I want to support the ministry, Lord. I want to preach sermons so people can get saved, Lord. I want to do what you want me to do. I'm not trying to be great. I'm trying to be gracious. I'm trying to grab people that did what I used to do. Uh, do I have a witness? See, the problem in the church is we got amnesia of what we did in the past. That's why we act the way we do in the present. You sitting up here like you all that in the bag of chips, ain't nothing to you. We are ex-fornicators. We are ex-adulterers. We are ex-drug users. We are ex-alcoholics. We are ex-curses. We are ex-this and we are ex-that. And Paul says, hey, hey, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Can I get a witness? Fornicators, adulterators, infeminate. Oh, don't get quiet now. That's homosexuals. Shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And such were some of you. But you've been washed. Once you're washed, you've been bathed. Doesn't mean your feet don't get dirty. We got to confess our sins every day, but you've been washed. You've been bathed in the blood of Jesus. He told Peter, you only need one bath. Lord, have mercy. You need to be washed every day to stay in fellowship, but you only need one bath to be saved. Once I'm saved, I'm saved. Once I'm saved, I'm saved forever. Once I'm saved, my name is in the land's book of life. Once I'm saved, I'm going to glory land. I'm going to Beulah land. Absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Say yeah. Say yeah. Are you self-initiating, self-medicating, self-invigorating? Lose it all. And humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will heal you. He will heal you. You have bad uh, authority figures. You were abused, misused. But Jesus has already washed you. He is going to make you whole from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. He's going to change your heart. He's going to change your mind. He's going to change your will. He's going to change your worship. Can I get a witness? 
He's able. You ain't going to heaven with your lips poked out. You ain't going to heaven with something down or tried and hot. When you die and wake up in glory, you won't see Jesus. Old things are going to pass. New things are going to enter. You will have the joy of your life. You're going to praise his name. Lord, thank you for saving my soul. Lord, thank you for making me whole. Lord, thank you for opening up a way out of no way. Thank you, Jesus, for my children. Thank you for my grandchildren. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my strength. Thank you for my healing. Can I get a witness? You don't have to control anything. Let go and let God. He's got it all. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, with eyes closed, if you are here and you want to be saved, you want to give Jesus your life, knowing that your name will be written in the Lamb Book of Life, you'll go to heaven when you die, just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Come on, I see your hands. Come on up here. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on up. Or if you want to join the church of your Christian experience, I want you to come on up. Thank you, brother. Come on. There's more out there. There's more out there. We're self-medicating. We're self-medicating. If you want to go to heaven, if you're unsure if you're going to go to heaven, if you die, raise your hand and come on up here. In the name of Jesus. This is a soul-saving station. If you are here, you want to join the church or your Christian experience, you come on up. Come on, come on, brother. Thank you, man. Come on, come on. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. Give your life to Christ. Come on. Give your life to Christ. Come on. Come on. Give your life to Christ. Come on. This row. Give your life to Christ. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus loves you. Is there another? In the back. Come on. Holy Ghost boldness. Come on out of that seat. If you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Come on. Step out. Step out. You're not promised tomorrow. Kobe Bryant died at 41. He, he never knew he was going to die that day. To be absent from this body, to be present with the Lord. But it's a point on the men once to die, then the judgment. Is there another? Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, brother. Y'all three can eat. Thank you. Follow the minister, please. Praise the name of Jesus. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, study your bulletin in strategic order. We're going to have everything there. It's going to be a great year of jubilee. We are asking everybody, out of the goodness and grace of your heart, for four months, we're going to talk more about this. We want you to up your ante, give a little more so we can reach our objectives. I, I'm going to do it. The Lord is good. The Lord's been too good to me for me to ignore him. The Lord has been too good to my kids for me to ignore him. The Lord has been too good to my relatives for me to ignore him. Can I get a witness? Our bus contingency, people going to the cybership class in the gym, Wednesday, tracing our troubles and finding our triumphs. Let's look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. When we're fearful, when we have a sense of failure, we control. Lord God, put a stop on our controls. Whether they're silent, whether they're defiant, whether they're demonstrative, put a stop on them. Help us to trust you and you alone. We don't want to be self-initiating, self-medicating, or self-invigorating. We want to let go and let God. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Pastor loves you. Have a great day. Excuse me.